Hey Trademark, happy Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in online for another week of Playlist, our summer series. I'm excited for tonight's message, but before we dive into our text, I want to remind you, Youth Camp is next week. Digital Summer Camp is happening online. You can come Sunday to pick up your box. We'll have more information about that as the day approaches. I don't know the exact time yet, but we'll let you know through Instagram. We'll send out a remind text as well for all of you who are coming to summer camp. Make sure you sign up. I have a few shirts available, so if you haven't signed up yet, you can go to mcofthechurch.com and do that. The price is only $30. That's going to pay for your shirt, which is super sick. I can't wait till you guys get to see them. It's also going to give you a notebook, a bunch of candy bars, which I'm really excited about as a candy junk food freak. I'm hyped. It's going to be some good stuff. We have so much content. I'm, we're, we're filming it this week, and it is good. I've heard several devotionals. I've sat down for some interviews with your leaders that are really fun. I'm excited for camp. Can't wait for all of it to get released to the public so you can all see it. Make sure you tune in. Make sure you sign up if you haven't already. All that's going to be coming out. Do it. Let's uh, dive into our text. Psalm chapter 137. Psalm 137. Grab your Bible. Grab a notebook. Watch the bumper while you do that. Hopefully you're in Psalm 137. That's our text for tonight. The song that we're going to be linking into is Yoast, How It Was. Shout out to Jocelyn. This is currently her favorite song going on. I was just talking with her tonight about music and all kinds of stuff. And she mentioned this song. I gave it a listen and thought, let's talk about this. Let's dive into this. So Yoast, How It Was. You can pause, listen to it, read the lyrics. I'll read them for you. They are thought-provoking to say the least. Sometimes I get caught up in my head, but you were very kind, very kind. My, my, you were close enough to touch, and that was very nice. It's on my mind. Feel the wind, darling. I think your love's sinking in. I could swim now that I love somebody. Feel the wind, darling. I think your love's sinking in. I could swim now that I love somebody. Sometimes there's a weight upon my chest, and not a pleasant kind, pleasant kind. My, my, you were stronger than me then, and I was much obliged. How much longer now? Tell me what you're thinking about. I'm still young and full of doubt. Smile before you take me down. Really powerful lyrics, very deep, thought-provoking, cryptic almost, you could describe it. Uh, a heartfelt, almost a feeling of lament. When you listen to the music, when you add it all together, you get this very nostalgic very, very mournful 
feeling from it. And, and I think that what Yost is tapping into here is a common human emotion that we do not often express, especially in our culture, in the, the way we are raised, in the way kind of the attitude we have in the world. We're, we live in, in kind of a world that, that expects positivity, that expects that we are always keeping our spirits up, are always kind of in a good mood. Uh, I mean, you can think of the song Sunday Best that we talked about just a few weeks ago. I'm feeling blessed. I'm never stressed. Life is good. Life is perfect. And this is the attitude and the face that we want to present to the world, that our world expects from us, really. And we don't often have many spaces for lament. Even in the church world, we, uh, we, we preach often about the joy of the Lord. We preach often about hope in Christ and, and very positive things. We very rarely think about the subject of lament. Very rarely do we give ourselves time to pause and reflect and, and be nostalgic and, and remember things that have passed and, and things that happened that we can no longer be a part of, maybe difficult things from our past. We don't often give these things time in our lives. We, we fill our schedules with busy, busyness. We fill our lives with so many things to try to distract ourselves from the pain or, or the feeling or what's deep down inside of us. And Psalm 137 connects with this feeling of lament. The, the words are, By the waters of Babylon, there we sat down and wept when we remembered Zion. On the willows there we hung up our lyres, for there our captors required of us songs and our tormentors mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. Let my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you, if I do not set Jerusalem above my highest joy. Remember, O Lord, against the Edomites, the day of Jerusalem, how they said, lay it bare, lay it bare down to its foundations. O daughter of Babylon, doomed to be destroyed, blessed shall be he who repays you with what you have done to us. Blessed he shall he be who takes your little ones and dashes them against the rock. These are the words of Psalm 137, and you can feel as you sit in them just this deep, mournful longing for things of the past. This is a psalm written after the captivity in Babylon, looking back on it after God's people have gone into captivity, have returned to their homeland, and are now looking at the devastation before them. Their temple is in ruins, the walls of Jerusalem are torn down, the city is a mess, and, and it feels like, man, what happened here? Our, our lives are falling apart. Things are not right. Something is wrong with our world. And God's people are looking back and remembering the days of captivity and lamenting over the destruction, lamenting over the, the time away from their home, looking back on the days of Solomon, looking back on the days of the temple and all of its glory and grandeur, looking back on the reign of David, the true king, and remembering these times when life was better, when things were good, and, and then looking at life as it is now and, and seeing just how utterly not good things are. And I wonder whether or not we can take time in our lives to do the same thing whether we can take our own pause and take our own opportunity to lament. I want to invite you tonight into an attitude and a spirit of lament. Looking back on your life, looking back on disappointments, 
looking back on mistakes you've made, looking back on failures you've made, and, and giving yourself time to recognize those things for what they are. Maybe look back on better years and better times. Look back on an age in life, a, a time in your life when things were better than they are now. This is something that we can certainly do now during COVID. We can look back on just the joy of a few months ago, being able to go out in public freely and, and socialize with each other, being able to, to just even hug one another and be close to one another. I, I, I can feel in myself just this real longing and, and things are not right. There's something wrong in our world and we need things to be set right. And this is a Christian attitude. A, a, a Christian attitude is an attitude of lament. We are a people in exile. We, we live in a world that is not yet become the, the fullness of all that it is meant to be. We live in a kingdom that has not yet been fully realized. Although we recognize that the kingdom of God is working in the world, although we recognize that Christ has come and, and he's begun the process of restoration in the world, things are not yet what they ought to be. Our, our world is still broken. We are still hurting. People around us are, are still in desperate situations. And as Christians, we recognize this. You know, one of the kind of false attitudes that can often pop up within Christian living is, is this attitude of too blessed to be stressed, right? How's it going? Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. God is good on the throne and I, I don't have a care in the world. And while I can respect and recognize the heart behind that attitude, I think it can often be misleading that as Christians, we don't just fully live in this bubbly, happy, joyful persona all the time. There are times that as Christians, we need to live in lament. That we need to live fully in the words of Scripture. You know, Psalms are, are, are awesome. One writer has said about the Psalm, they express the fullest range of human emotion. And, and I think that's true. There are Psalms of joy. There's Psalms of exultation. There's Psalms of rejoicing. And as Christians, we live in those attitudes and we love to rejoice. We love to feel joy and we love to exalt in the good things that God has done and the good things that God has given us and, and all that God is doing in our world. And, and we take great joy in that. We don't ignore joy. We don't run from joy. But there are times when we need to also live in an attitude of lament. There's times when we need to be honest with one another and with ourselves. You know, I'm not doing as well as I should be. My life isn't all that put together right now. I trust God and I'm, I'm believing Him to do good things, but right now life is kind of a mess and I'm having a hard time. These are Christian expressions, not of doubt or fear, but of faith, of recognizing that God is on His throne, working in our world, doing things in our lives that God has not abandoned us. And so I recognize my inadequacies. I recognize my failures. I recognize my weaknesses because I know that when I'm weak, God is strong. Lament is a Christian attitude. It's an attitude that God's people live in. In Psalm 37, they weep by the willows. I, I love that picture by these weeping willows, these trees that themselves give off just this imagery of deep sadness and lament. We wept. We sat down by the waters of Babylon. We hung up our lyres. Our captors required us to sing songs of joy 
But how should we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? You know, there's times when we are in a foreign land. We're, we're in a world that is not yet fully belonging to God. And so there's times when it isn't always appropriate to sing with great joy. There's times when it really is appropriate to, to sit quietly and, and to mourn and, and to be silent and to recognize all is not right in our world. They go on to say, If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. Let my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you. Remembrance is an important thing. It's important to remember the good that we've experienced. It's important to remember the bad that we've experienced and, and allow those things to center us and ground us in, in the truth that we do not belong to circumstance. We are not victims of circumstance. Our joy is not dependent on what's going on around us. Our, our lament is not dependent on what's going on around us. We are fully captivated by Christ and Christ alone. We are not victims of our world or of our life. And, and so let our right hand forget its skill if we forget all that, that God has done, all that God is doing, and if we forget all that has happened, both the good and the bad. We are people who live in remembrance. More than anything, we remember that God is coming, that Christ is coming, that the fullness of the kingdom will be realized. And that is the promise that we hold ourselves to and tether ourselves to in the middle of great uncertainty. This psalm closes on a dark and kind of really strange note. If you have not read the psalms often, these words can take you by surprise, remember, O Lord, against the Edomites, the day of Jerusalem, how they said, lay it bare, down to the foundations, O daughter of Babylon, doomed to be destroyed. Blessed shall be the one who repays you with what you've done to us. Blessed shall be he who takes your little ones and dashes them against the rock. This is profoundly disturbing imagery. Blessed be he who takes your little ones and dashes them against the rock. The, does the psalmist really mean that, that, that we ought to approve of infanticide? I would, I'd say, of course not. But, but it's painting this imagery of just deep grief and deep sorrow for enemies of God's people. That, that Babylon is an, an oppressive nation, a nation that, that has oppressed God's people. And, and I think that this is a sentiment that, that we felt in our culture in recent days. We felt this great anger and this want to just destroy things. And even this feeling is a feeling expressed in Scripture. There is no feeling that you have that is foreign to God. There's no deep human emotion that God would look at and be disgusted by. God sees all of our full range of emotions from great joy to deep sorrow to incredible hatred and anger and, and a desire for revenge. The great Christian promise is that we will see a day of revenge. That all of our oppressors will one day be punished. That, that this, this sentiment, blessed be the ones who takes your little ones and dashes them against the rock. This sentiment of crying out for blood one day God will require blood. 
One day, the judgment of God will come upon every wicked and sinful person. The judgment of God will come fully against every wicked and sinful system. The judgment of God will come fully and God's people will be vindicated. Every oppressed person will be vindicated in that day. The day of the Lord is coming. The, the prophets speak of it over and again throughout Scripture. The coming day of the Lord, a day of judgment, a day of darkness, a day in which God's wrath is turned towards evil. And ultimately, that day came through the death of Christ on the cross. That, that this need for blood has been satisfied. That as, as believers, we don't cry for blood any longer because we recognize that blood has already been shed. The blood of Christ has been shed and it covers every iniquity, every sin, every evil. That, that what Christ did on the cross was a universal victory. He triumphed over every power of evil, every power of sin, every curse is broken. And, and so while we recognize oppression and we fight oppression, we work for justice, we recognize that we are not going to be the ones to enact justice through our own actions. We're not going to take justice into our own hands, but we're going to trust the justice of God. That either in the end, through the fires of hell, or on the cross of Christ, every sin has been and will be atoned for. Every wrong has been and will be made right. This is the true and final hope of Christian lament. That as we lament the deep brokenness of our world, as we lament the not rightness of the world around us, we rejoice in the righteousness of Christ. We rejoice that the day will come when Christ will be revealed, the heavens will be opened, and the Son of God will descend, and He will fully consummate His kingdom, and He will bring righteousness. He will bring justice. Justice will roll down like waters in the day of the Lord. We look forward to this day, and this is what balances us in Christian lament. This is what keeps us from falling into pits of depression. We're grounded in the truth of Christ. We're grounded in the hope of Christ, that Christ is on His throne. And so, Christian, I invite you today into lament. I invite you into a feeling of sorrow. I invite you into giving those emotions credence. There is no emotion that's foreign to God. There is no dark spot that He's ashamed of. There's no part of your heart that is hidden to Him. He's aware of it all. So enter into it fully. Lay those emotions bare before the Almighty. Sit in them if you have to. But also I invite you into the fullness of hope and joy that's found in Christ and Christ alone. That your wrongs will be made right. The world will be ordered again. Although we feel the world is broken, we know that He who is worthy is coming. He will open the seal. He'll take His throne and He will judge the world. He'll enact His kingdom and every oppressor will be defeated in that day. Justice will be done in that day, and we look forward to that day. Let me pray with you as we close. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you are not foreign to our brokenness and our hurt and our pain, that you don't ignore us in our pain, but that you write us full psalms of expressing that, that deep and, and real emotion. 
I pray that your word would meet us today. That, that we would go to your word, we, we would come in our, in our anger, we'd come in our hurt, we'd come in our pain, and that we would meet you and that we would know you fully. And God, I thank you for the hope that's in you, the hope that is in Christ, that every wrong will be made right. The high places will be made low and the low places will be brought up. Lord, I pray that your day would come. Come, Lord Jesus. Pray that we would live in, in the feeling and the, and the fullness of your justice. That we would recognize that you have already done all that is necessary to, to bring about the reconciliation of the world. That in Christ, God is reconciling the world to himself. Lord, I thank you for this truth. I thank you for your word. We stand upon it tonight. In your name we pray. Amen. Love you, trademark. Jesus, you are better than anything in this world. Be blessed. Sign up for camp.